it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello, welcome to this week's New Horizons program. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for joining us. A few weeks ago was held the Roundtable on Information Access for People with a Print Disability. One of the feature presentations at that conference was uh, given by Emma Benison, CEO of Blind Citizens Australia. This week we bring you the first of a two-part series featuring that presentation. Today uh, I want to talk to you about um, audio description and um, a bit about where we've been and where we're going in terms of audio description on Australian television. Um, but before I do that, I just wanted to, um, I guess, let you know my history of advocacy um, in relation to audio description. Uh, I have been involved with uh, Blind Citizens Australia's campaign for over 10 years now, but also prior to that even um, was very involved and still am to some extent quite involved in um, advocacy around live audio description um, through my previous roles with Arts Access Australia. So I have been around this space for quite a long time um, and I guess that's why um, I'm speaking to you today, but also on behalf of the whole of um, the blindness sector, and I'll talk a bit more about that. There are many, many organisations who've contributed um, to us winning the 25-year battle to get audio description on Australian television. It's not um, Blind Citizens Australia's win alone by any means. Um, so I, I am um, essentially representing um, a range of organisations in this in this presentation today. So in terms of what I want to talk about today, I want to try to provide a bit of an overview on how AD is being implemented on Australian television today and to um, particularly demonstrate its impact on people who are blind or vision impaired. Um, I want to share a brief history of how um, the Australian blindness sector won the battle to get audio description on Australia's public broadcasters and to reflect a bit on what still needs to be done. And then I want to look a bit more broadly and offer some key learnings um, from the experience of advocating for audio description that I hope can be applied more broadly to um, information access advocacy. So um, we might just quickly, look, unless you've been living under a rock and, um, you know, that's fine if you have, I think most people probably know what audio description is, but let's just move on to the next slide and I'll just give you a brief overview. Um, it's an accessibility feature that describes the visual elements sighted people take for granted, such as settings, costumes, um, actions, background, etc. Um, it can be turned on and off as needed, and it's currently available on uh, selected content of at least 14 hours a week through the ABC and SBS. Um, it's also available on some of the more popular um, streaming services like Netflix, Stan, and even Disney+. Plus. Um, research has actually demonstrated, though, that audio description is really useful to people beyond 
um, people who are blind or vision impaired. Uh, it's also really helpful for people with autism because it names the emotions that characters are experiencing. I know that my son is autistic and finds both captioning and audio description useful um, at different times. It's also really helpful for people who just don't want to be glued to the television screen. Um, so we've we've seen research that says it's really helpful for mothers who are breastfeeding um, or um, for people who are wanting to do their housework or for people like um, a friend of mine, her mum likes to go and make a cup of tea while she's watching TV and so she turns audio description on so that she can um, go and do that. So let's move to the next slide, which is a reflection from one of our members um, whose name is Dawn about what audio description means to her because it really strikes me that I can sit here as someone who's been around this space for a long time and talk about it till I'm blue in the face, but it's really much more helpful for you to hear it from uh, people who are actually experiencing it and who maybe haven't been directly involved in the campaign. So let's hear from Dawn. The audio description has made such a difference to the way I can watch it. I can watch what shows I want to watch and not have to worry about somebody describing it to me who mightn't even want to watch the show. Um, and I just, I've just really enjoyed being able to sit there and know exactly what's going on. It's wonderful. It really has been quite a long battle and there are many people in this um, virtual room who um, have been in, in the battle for much longer than I have. Um, it's It's been around 25 years and I think um, it's, it's really been, um, I guess, a battle that has been fought on a, on a range of fronts, but it really started in Australia back in the 1990s when Blind Citizens Australia released um, a report which um, was entitled When a Word is Worth a Thousand Pictures. And that was a research report that really demonstrated the um, impact of audio description comprehensively, um, you know, probably in Australia at least for the first time. And so although at that time BCA and other organisations in Australia and overseas were making really strong arguments about the benefits of audio description, um, many people sort of viewed it as something that was nice to have. It was a bit of an add-on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think um, that was where we started. Then I call this Act 2. There were three um, game changes that I think came along. There were probably more, but these are just, just three that I've chosen to focus on. One was that the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disability um, came into force in 2008 and it gave people who are blind or vision impaired and people with disability more generally even more um, focus and um, ammunition to fight for what they wanted and to fight for their rights. And, in fact, Article 30 of that convention specifically references the right of people with disability um, to take part on an equal basis with others um, in cultural activities and it commits specifically to taking appropriate me measures to um, ensure that television is accessible. So that, that was a really important um, step forward. 
The second thing I think that happened was that technology improved and audio description became much more prevalent. You know, um, it was trialled on the ABC's iView service um, and it became later available on streaming services like Netflix. So people uh, who needed it, at least, were suddenly becoming much more aware of it and it was becoming more available to us than it had been previously. Um, and so, you know, when, for example, the ABC iView trial was taken away from us, um, I remember, and I know I wasn't alone because I read it, um, I read these sorts of accounts in a report that Vision Australia commissioned at the time, um, that I felt like um, I didn't want to watch TV anymore because I'd gotten used to having audio description and then it was taken away. It was almost worse than not having had it at all. So I think that really changed um, people's perspectives and um, start. we started to think about it more as a human right and something we didn't want to be without. And I think the third thing that happened is that our organisations came together um, in a way that at least in this campaign space, they hadn't previously. So organisations like the Australian Con um, Communications Consumer Action Network, Vision Australia, Vision 2020 Australia, um, Curtin University, the Centre for Inclusive Design, Guide Dogs Australia and audio description providers came together uh, to collectively advocate um, for audio description. And I, I wanted to highlight some of the work that we've done together because when you start to list it out, um, it's a lot. Um, there was drafting of legislation and um, attempting to get that uh, through the parliament. Um, we continued to assist individuals to lodge complaints with the Australian Human Rights Commission. Um, Blind Citizens Australia assisted 23 people and Vision Australia also lodged a number of complaints. Uh, we had questions put to Senate estimates hearings. We shared stories in the media, galvanised people who are blind or vision impaired uh, in the broader community and the broader community to spread the word about audio description um, to, to their members of parliament using Blind Citizens Australia's TV for All campaign website. Um, we held a major audio description event in Parliament House and we met with lots of politicians and we got really tired, very tired by the end of all that. And, um, and that's only a small snapshot of what we did. And the reason I um, share that is not, not in any way to um, sound like I'm complaining, um, but simply to remind all of us that advocacy is just lots and lots and lots of people taking lots and lots and lots of seemingly small actions over sometimes a very long period of time in order to get a result. Um, and this is now another reflection from our, another of our members, Anna, and I need to, um, in the name of transparency, let you know that Anna is also um, a, a member of um, my team. Um, but I really felt that what she had to say was worth hearing. So I hope you agree. I didn't know how much value audio description would bring to my life until I experienced it. For so many years, I have made do with the small amounts I could see on screen, not realising I was missing out on important details. Family and friends can be great at describing snippets here and there or reading on-screen text, but they shouldn't have to, and they're not always around to do so. In particular, audio description means I can access shows in other languages 
that previously wouldn't have even been an option for me because of the subtitles. I love that AD enables me to independently watch TV and film from all over the world. Up until recently, I'd all but given up on Australian television because all the audio described content was coming out of the UK and the US. So I hope that the ABC and SBS continue to expand on the great work that they're doing and that other broadcasters follow suit. Anna Briggs there, ending the first part on the session on audio description given at the recently held roundtable on information access for people with a print disability. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia, you can call 1800 033 or you can email bca at bca at bca.org.au. As we reach the end of the financial year, a timely reminder that Blind Citizens Australia relies heavily on donations from the community. You could join the BCA Backers Programme and give a little bit each month to keep the work of BCA alive, or you could make a one-off donation. If you'd like to know more about donating to BCA, you can look at the BCA website, bca.org.au, or you could ask a staff member if you, uh, if you ring the organisation. The BCA website has a huge amount of information available on issues affecting people who are blind or vision impaired. If you'd like to know more, have a look at the website. There's uh, the latest edition of Blind Citizens News. That's also available on a podcast. You can search in your podcast app of choice for Blind Citizens News if you're interested. There's also information about the the, uh, blind pension, other Centrelink benefits, um, all sorts of uh, weird and wonderful things you can find on the website. So have a look. Uh, You'll have heard recently in New Horizons about um, Blind Citizens Australia policy positions affecting people who are blind or vision impaired. Again, you can find information on the website. If you want to subscribe to the New Horizons podcast and haven't already, you can search for Blind Citizens Australia in your podcast app of choice. You could look for New Horizons as well, but there's quite a number of programs called New Horizons that come up when you do that. So my suggestion is that you look for Blind Citizens Australia. If you'd like to provide feedback on New Horizons, you can contact me, new.horizons at bca.org.au is the email address, new.horizons at bca.org.au. I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. Of our dream.